Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello! Welcome into Circle City Cinema. I am your host, Zachary Griffith, and I'm joined by my co-host on all of the Book of Boba Fett episode reviews. And, spoiler alert, also going to be my co-host on the Obi-Wan Kenobi reviews. Yeah, how about that for some news? Bryson Shaddy. Yes, Zach, we have made it. We have made it to the finale. Yes. But we have lots to talk about. Chapter seven. Not Boba Fett related. Boba Fett related, non Boba Fett related. Star Wars related. Abound. Chapter seven in the name of honor, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who I believe directed the pilot as well. Uh, Solid finale, Bryce. It was, I mean, it's pretty impossible to live up to those previous two episodes, but I give the, I give this finale a B. What do you think of that? A solid B. Yeah, I'll go with that as well, just because I feel like you could have made it a little more epic, but um, it was still good. It's fine. Are there things that we would want to change? Yes. That's with anything though. Yeah. Um, It's very rare where you say, nope, that's a perfect episode. Literally a perfect episode. Um, good though. Good, good wrap up for this season. It was good. Here's what I would say about that. I would just say like, say what you want about the storylines and the quality of those storylines. But I was never bored during the show. I was never like, man, this is slow. Like, can no. we get on to something else, please? No, like, I was never, never bored. You know? Yeah, I didn't want to check my phone. No, yeah, that's a good measurement. Like, do I am I checking my phone? Am I checking my watch? Like, all right, when's this? What time is it? Can I get on something else? Yeah, are we close? (laughs) Yeah, uh, we're closer. Like, come on now. Um, I'm glad you said this season because, as far as I can tell, there's no word on season two. And to my knowledge, this isn't this wasn't intended to be a mini series. So I gotta assume there's gonna be a season two, but uh, you know, there's no word from Disney or Lucasfilm or Favreau or any of those people, if there, if it has been renewed for season two, if there is even supposed to be a season two, I don't know, but, uh, I'll take what we got, what we got, uh, you know, seven episodes of one of the most, uh, I would say cherished star Wars characters. Uh, it was was good. It was, uh, it was good. That's the, that's actually the word I would use for it. Good. It was it was a good show. Like it it didn't suck. It wasn't bad. It was just it was solid. solid. It was like solid. like we said, a solid B. We give it a solid B. Um, let's get into it, Bryce. Things we've seen lately. I'll let you go first because I I feel like you have more than me here. I only watched a couple things. Um. Uh, well, I really won't. Honestly, Zach. Um. I did. I did end up catching. Um, the new Peacock streaming theatrical release movie, Marry Me with, uh, with, uh, Jennifer Lopez and, uh, and Owen Wilson. And I gotta say, Zach, I know that we look at these films and we're like, yeah, no, thank you. Um, but I watched it. I watched it because Abby wanted to see it. So I obliged happily. And I gotta say Zach, it was better than I thought it was going to be. 
I thought I, I knew how this was going to go. And yeah, I did know how it was going to go, but it was the way they did it. It kept me interested. I was fine with it. I was fine with it. it it's, it's a cute little, little rom-com film. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, Bryce, well, I'll stop you right there. Okay. This isn't my miss me, but you can miss me with that movie. Okay. 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 That's okay. fine. That's fine. Well, you know what? I enjoyed it. I was entertained. Okay. Okay. No disrespect to you or the, or the lovely wife. Just. That's fine. You miss me with Jennifer Lopez as an actress, please. Uh, come on. She's been in some solid stuff. Like what? Name. Monster-in-law. Monster-in-law. Made in Manhattan. Never saw it. Never saw it. You never saw Monster in Law? No, never did. Dude, honestly, you should probably watch it because it's a comedy. It's just funny, dude. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I did check okay. out our Abby also. I there's a theme here. We're watching a lot of Abby movies, but uh, we we uh, we watched uh, we watched the Lucky One, Zach. The Lucky One. The refresh, Lucky One. Refresh me. I don't know. So it is a Nicholas Sparks film. Ah, so you kind of know how that goes. It was starring Taylor I you, Schilling. Abby. I see you. Yeah, it was starring Taylor Schilling, who, um, for those of the scene, Orange is the New Black. Uh, she is the she is Piper Piper Chapman in in this uh, in that show. That's the new um, things you've seen lately. Orange is, that is one of the things I've seen lately. Very interesting uh, show. Um, and then uh, it, her co-star in this film, though, was Zac Efron. And Zach, ah. this is my take. That I that I told that I told you I was gonna give. Give it to me. Honestly, that was probably the best acting job I've ever seen Zac Efron do. Wow. wow. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him in that film. Yeah, I thought he I thought he was legitimately good in that. Did you watch the Ted Bundy movie he was in? I did not. Did you watch that? I did not. No. I'll tell you what, that was he was very good in that. Do you respect him more because of it? It's very good. I respect him more as an actor for sure, especially off the heels of like Baywatch and and shit like that. Like Dirty Grandpa, Dirty Grandpa. Like I, him taking that movie was pretty. I thought it was gutsy. Bold. It was it's gutsy. Bold. That's a career-ending or that's a laughing stock role. If you right. suck, even though it's a Netflix movie, even though it's a Netflix movie, a well, lot of people because, are still gonna watch it. Well, and how many Bundy? programs came out right around that time too we had the bundy tapes uh right sure there i think were, there was uh, another bundy flick yeah i'm sure there was a documentary i'm forgetting but he was very he was very convincing in that role uh lily collins was awesome in that movie too that was i a, need to catch that and you watch a very that. good movie it's called extremely wicked yeah it's on my list incredibly evil i think is what it's called yeah it's on my list it's got um, a weird, and then uh, weird title I am uh, I'm almost through the first half of, of uh, the the new Ozark season. Zach, I was watching this before I got on. I wasn't able to finish uh, the episode I was watching, but let me tell you, Zach, Darlene's a nut job. Like you, you thought, you think, you think you know Darlene. You think you know she's ruthless. She's Darlene, crazy. I'm telling you, Zach. I, I like is as soon as the scene started, I was like. Yep, that's about to happen. Yeah, that's about to happen. Uh, and you just, boy, it is getting very, very interesting. Ozark, very, I just gotta cool. say, Ozark, it's not the best Netflix original series, but it's up there. I mean, there's a lot of. It's a staple on, on it's, of Netflix, it's, man. 
it's absolutely, it's absolutely a staple. That's exactly the word I would use. A staple. Like when you think about Netflix original shows, first one I think of is Stranger Things. That's the first yeah. one I think of. We would have thought House of Cards. I think we we if the spacey House stuff didn't cards. come out, we would we would still be thinking House yes. of Cards. House of Cards, uh, Orange is the New Black. Yep. Um, Mindhunter. I think of Mindhunter. I think of Ozark. Ozark. I think those are the. I think that's five. Those are the five mm-hmm. that I really think of. Um, Ozark was a big deal when it first premiered, and it's still a big deal. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's the darker Breaking Bad, man. It's the darker. It's the more financial side of Breaking Bad, which I think is was an overlooked part of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's still I a perfect agree. show. It's still a perfect show, but it was an overlooked part of... Yeah, it was more about the relationship of side of it. Right. Yeah, it and the distribution the, side. The drug side, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting... Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, I, I would be curious to talk to the Ozark you know, creators and producers and be like, all right, so how much of Breaking Bad did you take from? Yeah, right. You know, one that one idea I had for the pod, I'm just gonna say this to all the listeners, I don't give a shit. One idea I've had for the pod is a show that I have seen, or maybe the guest has seen that I haven't seen. So for example, like I've seen the Sopranos twice. You've never seen the Sopranos, Bryce. Right. You and I do a rewatch, in my case, a first watch for you. Of the Sopranos, and we do a review of one episode each week, where I come at it from a rewatcher's standpoint, and you come at it from a first-time viewer's standpoint, and we talk about it. That is that is very interesting. Actually, we talk about it. We talk about it. We could also do it. <laughs> I mean, we could also do it for Breaking Bad. Just watch the whole series again, which is uh, yeah. That is very that is very intriguing. It's a slog, a mental slog. It's not a slog to get through the show because it's so good, but it's a mental slog because the show is so right. Yeah, you're breaking down. Taxing. You're noticing things. Yeah, yeah. It's taxing. It's taxing on your psyche, but the ringer, the ringer, the ringer. If if any of you guys ever get a hold of this, sign us. Yeah, sign yes. us. Yes, because. <laughs> I mean, God, Bryce, how many years have I been telling uh, you to watch, to watch The Sopranos? I know. I know. And you Maybe that'll forever, be the next thing. Well, you told me forever to watch Succession. I finally have, and I'm only three episodes in, but I'm enjoying, thoroughly enjoying it. You and Alex Burr have both, both been on my ass to watch the show, and it's it's good. It's good. But that's an idea I've had, you know, to take a show that maybe I've seen and the guest hasn't seen and talk about one episode each week. But The Sopranos, that'd be a project because that's 86 episodes. That is a very long project. That's six, pretty much seven. Maybe maybe you just pick out like pivotal episodes. You could do that. You could do that. You know, some of the biggest pivotal moments in the series. Yeah, but that's... uh, That's still a lot of research. I got a lot of episodes or uh, ideas in mind for cinema and that was one of them because I want to get TV more involved. I feel like... You know, these we did a good job, me and Alex, of the MCU shows, and now you and me are doing a good job of this this Star Wars episodes. And we're gonna do the same thing for Obi Wan, but I wanna get TV more involved. I feel like movies for a long time were the focus of this pod. I think TV's changing the game too. I think we we live in a I feel like TV is, is almost getting age. revived. 
Yeah, I think it's getting revived. Thanks because to all the services, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I think that's what's interesting about it because honestly, if you go look at just like cable TV, really not a whole lot of good shows. No. You know, or, or they're being streamed like as simultaneously as cable. Right. I would so, say the the exceptions to that would be like this is us. Right. Which I, which I haven't seen, but uh, I have not either. Yeah, those, those family and then you have you like know, SVU your, stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, you get your normal streamlined ones, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But not like this original content. No. I know Yellowstone has been one of the more recent uh successes that premiered on cable. Right. Um, but that's even pivoting that's pivoting to Paramount Plus. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's more content. I think we've said it on in pods past, but like there's been, there's more content than ever right now. And it's like, it's, it's really a golden age for content. Like if you can't find something to watch, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Like there's something for everybody out there right now. Right. Like we were shitting on euphoria, but like a lot of people like, some people enjoy that. Some, and that's your prerogative. That's just not something. Yeah, it's just not for us. But everybody, no, no. like a lot of people out there, might not like Boba Fett, which is fine. But there's something out there for everybody. Is the point? And you start know? your own podcast. How about that? <laughs> My point is, there's something out there for everybody. Like there's, there's all, there's so much content out there. Like if you can't find something to enjoy, I don't know. I don't that. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, the point is. Boba Fett uh, is over. The finale was uh, satisfying to a degree. Me and Bryce will give it a B. But uh, yeah. So things we've seen lately. Is that all you got, Bryce? Yeah, that's all I got, man. Been a, kind of a slow week. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, I caught up on Succession. Uh, yes. I watched two episodes last night. Um, so the first episode ends. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Succession season one, it's been, I think, four years. So Yeah, sorry. it's been a while. Sorry, but fast forward 20 seconds. I don't know. But uh, the episode ends with Brian Cox's character, Logan Roy, going into basically a coma. And then in season two, he wakes up. Uh, or not season two. Episode two, he wakes up. And then episode three... He starts talking to his kids again who are in line to take over the company whenever he dies. And it's just a great... I love the premise. Like, I can tell this is going to be... This is just going to be carried out. I know there's three seasons. Like, it's going to be carried out over the, over the next two seasons. Uh, the relationships these characters have with each other. Like, that point of it... I've never seen before in a show like these, all these characters are related. They're brothers and sisters, like they're siblings, right? They're all after the same thing. They don't really care who gets hurt along the way because there's so much money at stake and so much power oh, at man. stake. Like, like uh, you said it off the record, Bryce, like people get fucked left and right in the show. Oh yeah. And I've never oh, seen yeah. like, I'll go back to the Sopranos and breaking bad. Like people get fucked in those shows, but it takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while, but in this show, like they get fucked immediately. Like, and I think it was episode two. <laughs> Logan wakes up, and Kendall is appointed like acting CEO, 
And he's informed of this loan that Logan took out, which is like $3 billion. And it's like, yeah, congrats on the new position. But by the way, we're massively in debt and the company might be crippled by this debt. <laughs> like, so congrats, but. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, and that, you know, in that kind of terms, I've never seen a show like this. It is, it is high stakes business with like, such a, it, a fast turnaround in terms of oh, tone. Dude. Like Kendall should be joyous and like snorting lines that he's about to take over this company. Come on. And he's then, a recovering addict. Come on. I know. I know. I know. But he should be like throwing back drinks and shots and Don't he worry, gets pulled aside. I figured he gets pulled <laughs> aside. He gets pulled aside and he's like, actually, Yes, you technically own this billion dollar company, but we owe three billion, so it's not as much. So good luck with that. But succession, it's on HBO. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I would strongly recommend it. I'm only three episodes in, about to start episode four. Um, I would strongly recommend it. Bryce has seen it in its entirety, so is Alex. So I trust their judgments. So I give it a glowing review, and then. Uh, Bird Box, me and Abigail, the lovely Abigail, watched Bird Box uh, this past weekend, and we finished it yesterday. Um, so we watched it over two nights. One of the most popular Netflix original movies ever. Uh, I actually looked it up. It was the most viewed movie on Netflix for 28 days, so pretty much a month, when it came out in 2018. For whatever reason, I didn't watch it. When it came out, I just saw the memes regarding it, and I just never watched ah, it. Yes. Uh, but a hell of a cast, Sandra Bullock, Oscar winner Sandra Bullock, uh, puts in a hell of a hell of a performance. John Malkovich is in it as well, and Trevante Rhodes is in this movie. Trevante Rhodes, if you've seen Moonlight, he plays. Uh, he's in that movie. He's very good in that movie. Uh, so this is just a solid movie. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with this IMDb rating. I don't remember what the rating was at the top of my head, but it was low. I, I remember thinking it was too low. Most most Netflix movies get low. Get yeah, low yeah, yeah. Like Bright, fair. Bright, rightfully so, got a low rating. Bright, I've was never kinda, seen it. Bright was kind of bad, but um, kind of stole elements from A Quiet Place, which ah. incidentally came out in the same year as Bird Box. Uh, but still, great performances. I mean, you can expect that from Bullock and, and, and Malkovich, but it was really unsettling at times, Bryce. Uh, there were some suicides. Like, the, the creatures. Have you seen it, Bryce? I've not. Like, the... So, in a quiet place, obviously, as the title says, you have to be quiet to avoid these, these monsters that are ending the world. Well, in, a, in Bird Box, you have to... Uh, if you see these monsters, they make you like kill yourself without you knowing what you're doing. So you unconsciously nice. kill yourself and there's a lot of suicidal scenes and it's very, it can be unsettling at times, but yeah. uh, that's what I've seen lately. Bird box was good. Succession is awesome. Um, that's what I recommend. So that's what we've seen lately. The news, Bryce, I'm going to let you lead off with this because in the pre-production, you said you had some uh, bomb news to share with us. 
Yes, Zach. Yes, I, I'm going to get right into it because there's a lot here. Okay. Uh, the streaming world has changed again. Okay. We live in a world that we, we I think Zach, me, myself and Zach, we've come to the conclusion that, that the king of streaming right now is HBO Max. Yes, Zach, we are, sh- we are shortly about to have a rival. If you don't have HBO Max, I don't know what you're doing. Because HBO Max, there's so much shit on there. I mean, Bryce can tell you too. There's so much shit on there. It's and it's at a discount right now. It's twelve ninety nine a month. It's originally fifteen a month. Uh, twelve ninety nine a month right now. But yes, Bryce. Paramount Plus mm. is about to come for the throne, baby. Here's why I say this, Zach. By twenty twenty four, Paramount will exclusively have their movies, all of them, on their app. Nowhere else. Wow. Including Indiana all Jones. new, all new Paramount theatrical releases by 2024. Wow. We'll head straight to Paramount Plus. Not only this, Zach. Not only this. You know the new Scream. Just You're came out. You're shitting me. You're shitting me. Coming on, coming in March to Paramount Plus. Wow. I'm not done. Wow. Top Gun. Mission Impossible, the Dungeons and Dragons flick coming to Paramount Plus shortly after theatrical releases. They announced a new a new flick starring Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, directed by the one, the only Damien Chazelle. Yes. 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 Okay. Not done, Zach. Not done. <laughs> they also announced a new Star Trek film. JJ Abrams is back, baby. He's back? He's producing. A new Star Trek movie with Chris Pine back with Zachary Quinto back. Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, John Cho, Simon Pegg, all back. And guess who's directing, Zach? Give it to me. Matt Shackman. Yes, Pine WandaVision. That's right. That's right. He will be he will be directing this. Zach, we also they they announced the new Sonic 3 movie. But uh, I think this will be of more intrigue to you. Idris Elba is going to continue to voice Knuckles in a Knuckles series. A Knuckles series. Okay. Okay. New Quiet Place coming in 2025, part three. Halo, Halo, which drops March 24th, already been renewed for season two. Wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're getting a a new CG animated theatrical film produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's uh, uh, picture company. So we're going to get that in 2023. They vow that each will, uh, the new films, it'll be a series. Each will center on one of the properties, storied villains and never before told tales. Of course, we're getting SpongeBob uh, movies as well. Um, Paramount Plus will also include Showtime and new integrated bundles, unlocking both services and single user experience. Yes, yes, yes. Not only that, they're bringing back Beavis and Butthead. South Park will exclusively stream on Paramount Plus after their HBO Max deal is You're over. shitting me. Nope. Oh, Paramount that, Plus, that hurts. man. That hurts. Um, Zach, you know Taylor Sheridan. Of course. Okay, 
He's got a new Yellowstone chapter origin story uh, is coming. Not only that, but he has also uh, come up with a couple more series, one called Landman. It'll star mm. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh-huh. Uh, he will be a crisis manager for an oil company. Okay. And then he's also come up with Lioness, uh, starring Zoe Zaldana, who plays Joe, a strong-willed, hard-nosed station chief of the CIA's Lioness program. <laughs> And he's also come up with this. It's called Tulsa King, starring Sylvester Stallone. It will premiere yeah. this fall. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, the game has changed. I agree. Paramount the Plus ga- is coming for blood. Yes, the game has changed. Paramount Plus is trying to make their imprint, and I mean they've they're they're going to do it. They're, they're going to do, do it. it. They they saw what HBO did with the theatrical releases and releasing at same time or forty five days after, and yeah. said, "Hold my beer." Yep. yep. Hold my beer, please. We can do the same thing. Watch us. This is huge news. If you don't have Paramount Plus already, which I don't have Paramount Plus, I don't. I haven't seen Yellowstone. I have like a basic version of it. Have you watched Yellowstone? No, man. I'm interested. I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I see a lot of country it. people, you know, like the older crowd, but like people that are quote unquote country, like, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's me. My parents watch it. My dad enjoys it. Zach, what if we did that together? Yellowstone. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the first step would be for me to get Paramount plus, <laughs> I don't <have> it. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It's just, I agree with you. The game is changing. I mean, Paramount Plus is. Did you even say Indiana Jones? Like Indiana, they own all those movies. Well, think about this, right? We're gonna be able to watch Indiana Jones. We're gonna be able to watch all the Godfathers, right? Think of some of the all-time classics yep. that, I, like Zach, have you seen The Godfather on any streaming services? I have not seen one not single since ser- it, streaming service. Not, not since it left Netflix. No. Right. So, I mean, this is a huge deal, but, but Zach, I, I almost think this is kind of a big blow to the cinematic industry. If Paramount is going to start releasing their stuff direct to Paramount plus I agree. starting in 2024. Paramount's so, one of the big studios and uh, massive you know, studios. A lot of people don't know Paramount uh, phase one of the MCU Paramount released all those movies. They released all of them except the Hulk. They released, they released the first Avengers movie uh, the first two Iron Man movies, Captain America movie, the Thor movie, they released all those movies. Like Paramount is big, big fucking deal. And I agree with you, Bryce. They've changed the game here. Uh, they're trying to compete with HBO Max, which I still think, even after all that stuff you just said, I think HBO Max is still in in first place. But I, I mean, hell, might surpass Netflix. Yeah, I got to see the content. Netflix will always be a staple and I think so will Disney plus just because of all the stuff Disney owns, but Paramount entering that uh, Mount Rushmore of of streaming services. I think, I think, uh, uh, so continue with the news Bryce, We get our first extended trailer of Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Very interesting and insightful trailer. We get Professor X's voice that is actually, we hear his voice, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's Professor X. 
um, which I really, I really like that. And a possible sighting of Tom Cruise's Iron Man. Bryce, if this was the case, Tom Cruise playing a variant version of Tony Stark, what do you think of that? Is it, is it disrespectful to RDJ? No, I think, I think the only way you do this is if you bring in somebody of this magnitude, right? Somebody that's bigger than RDJ. And I think Tom Cruise is bigger than RDJ. No disrespect, but, but I think he is bigger. It's fair. Zach, I, I don't know. I, are, are we getting too cute? What do you mean? If this is just like a, well, like, are, are, is this just going to be like a short little cameo or is he actually going to play a role in this flick? I think he'll, if, if it's actually Tom Cruise as Tony Stark from another universe, I think he'll actually play a role just because to the point you said it's Tom, it's Tom Cruise. Like for God's sake, you're not gonna, you're not going to be like, okay, we're going to give you five minutes of screen time and that's it. Like it's Tom Cruise. And you know, if you're making the Avengers in the nineties, Tom Cruise would probably be your Tony Stark. So I like that idea of it. Bringing him in as like a darker, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man. I really like that. Um, I don't know if it's him. Really, like on first glance, I thought that was Captain Marvel or something. Uh, a lot of people have broken down the image <laughs> and somehow drawn the conclusion that it's Tom Cruise as Iron Man. But, you know, we've okay. seen all the rumors. We've seen all the rumors with this movie, like fucking Nicolas Cage as Ghost Rider is supposed to be in this. The, please give me Norman Reedus, please. Norman Reedus as Ghost Rider would be awesome, but... You know, we're getting like Cage's Ghost Rider. We're getting Affleck's Daredevil. Toby supposedly coming back as Spider-Man. The OG Fantastic Four from 2005, which involves Chris Evans, which that involves all kinds of shits that is confusing and weird. But obviously not all those people are going to be in it. And if they are, wild. Wesley Snipes is Blade, supposedly in this movie which I'd be all for. Maybe we get a first look at some of these revival characters though, by, or like a new fantastic four cast, like a, the new blade Mahashara. How you say his name? Mahershali. Yeah. Mahershali. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we get a look at that. I mean, even if that's the case that all these old actors from these pre MCU movies are in it, that'd be awesome. But, there's only what? What's the budget for this? There can only be so many. Oh man, let me look. That's a good question. Um, but that's what that's for the Tom Cruise thing. I'd be fine with that, honestly. The budget, I can't. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. I gotta assume it pushes. I gotta assume it's over two hundred million. I don't know. I just feel like at this point, you might as well just spare no expense because anything that you put out with multiple actors like that, you're just gonna make over a billion dollars. <laughs> I, I yeah, this movie will make over a billion. I just gotta assume Tom Cruise. I've seen too many rumors about him as Iron Man. I'm with you. I don't think it would disrespect Downey's legacy. I think Downey's arc ended perfectly in Endgame, and I don't think anything they do would would disrespect that. 
So I'd like I'd like to see Tom Cruise in it. That was definitely uh, P- Patrick Stewart's voice. I've seen people arguing that it wasn't. Uh, if you've seen an X Men movie, that was definitely Patrick Stewart. Which I'll tell you, Zach Zach has. I have. If you want to listen to my monologue, I got two of them. You can go listen to those <laughs> from last year. So please knock yourself out. I was hammered in both of them, and they were both awesome. So you can listen to you can listen to this. Uh, moving on to some Batman news. Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman, is interested in including Mr. Freeze in sequels to the Batman. His quote regarding this was, I think there's actually a grounded version of that story, which could be really powerful and it could be really great. And I agree with him. Bryce, here's my take on Mr. Freeze. I think he has the best motive out of any Batman villain. His wife is dying. He has frozen her in ice to find a cure for her. I think it's the most as plausible as that could be. Most plausible motive for a Batman villain. Here's my question to you, Bryce. I know I think I know where you're going with this. Yes, yes. Yes. So Mr. Freeze has been in a Batman movie before. He was in Batman and Robin. Yes. Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Played by, in big parentheses, big quotes there, played by. It's an abysmal performance. Uh, Bryce, other villains, because Batman and Spider-Man have probably the biggest rogues galleries. Other Batman villains you'd like to see in this trilogy that Matt Reeves is planning that maybe could be redeemed based on past performances and movies or just flat out movies that we haven't or villains we haven't seen yet in movies. Well, I mean, like we've seen, we've seen the great performances of Joker, obviously. Um, obviously the Riddler is getting redeemed right here. Um, yes. I wasn't really upset with the penguin performance that we have had in the past. No, DeVito was awesome. Right. I, I think that's fine. I, and I'm fine with it in this movie. I really am. I'm fine with it. No problem. Um, I think Catwoman, we're going to get justice. I didn't feel like it did it justice in the Nolan trilogy. I'm going to be straight with you, Zach. I think we're going to get it right here. Um, Raz al Ghul obviously was awesome. Mm-hmm. Two Face was awesome. Bane was awesome. I think Poison Ivy is next in line. Um, mm-hmm. for that. I, I think that is one. Scarecrow was awesome, of course. Mm-hmm. Um maybe maybe we get to see I think this might be interesting, Zach. Does Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, exist in this universe? See, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the, they've been pretty adamant that this Batman trilogy is separate from the the DC extended universe, which Harley Quinn is a part of. So I got to assume, no, I got to assume she won't be a part of it. Well then I, I think one that we talked about earlier, Zach, I think man bat would be pretty sweet. Yes. Me and Bryce talked about this off the record. They're really going hard at the detective narrative in this, in this Batman series, which I am a fan of because Batman. Mm-hmm. One of his aliases is, you know, world's greatest detective. And if you've played the Arkham games, the last one, Arkham Knight, Man Bat was heavily featured in that. 
uh, Manbat is the main plot driver of the pilot episode of Batman the Animated Series. Manbat is basically a scientist named Kirk Langstrom who uh, he's basically like the lizard of DC. Like he's trying to do good with animal DNA and it just doesn't work out and it ends up backfiring on him and he turns into a bat. In this case, a half man, half bat. Um, But in that game, there's a detective storyline where you're trying to figure out who the man bat is, how you can cure him, stuff like that. I think that would be a really great... I think it'd make a great movie, especially if they're trying to make detective Batman stories. Um, But obviously, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, one of my favorite Batman villains, probably behind the Joker, my favorite Batman villain. Question. Yeah. Give me your casting. For Mr. Freeze? Yep. Hmm. Wow. Well, well you, I think you need an older guy. Just because Mr. Freeze is like this experienced scientist. Stay with me here. Okay. William Defoe. William Defoe. <laughs> Honestly, he it's a, it's a my cop head. out. It, it's a cop out, but it's Honestly, he All popped right. into my head. Here's my here's my counter to you. Okay. Ed Harris. Ooh. Ed Harris. I kind of like that. Ed Harris. Uh, let me see how old Ed Harris. I kind of like that. What about a Tommy Lee Jones redemption story? That'd be nice. Uh, Tom, Tommy Lee Jones has a history with Batman. Ed Harris, Correct. 71. He's 71. So, you know, maybe he could... He looks a hell of a lot older. Jesus Christ. Ed Harris. Well, I have, uh, I have one more um, uh, villain in mind, too. All right. What about Please. Deathstroke? Deathstroke, I like that a lot. The only thing I is... Know, like, I, I know we've alluded to it in the, the DCEU. Snyder Cut. Yeah. Right. That's the only thing, like... Joe Manganiello is, like, playing him in the DCEU. Which, by the uh, way... Who the fuck Please. knows what the future of that franchise is? The DCEU. Well, 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 Zach. I'm sure we're about to talk about it with some news here shortly. Are we? With the uh, with with the. Oh uh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I mean, I'd be down for that. I if he made an appearance in this trilogy, like they're planning, I think that would be awesome. Deathstroke is. Yeah, Deathstroke's a badass. Everybody loves Deathstroke. Um, as for villains, we've seen, like you said, Bryce, the Riddler is being redeemed in this movie. Riddler previously played by Jim Carrey, which, you know... Did you I hate love, it? I love Jim Carrey, but uh, not a great Riddler uh, portrayal. Not great. Not great. <laughs> uh, Bryce asked me about this. Clayface? Clayface, I'd like I think it's kind of. It. I, I think it'd be a small. If it was a smaller part of the movie, I'm fine with it. I don't know if you can make a whole thing. Maybe not. I'd I'd like to see it. Clayface is really interesting. There's multiple versions of Clayface. There's like four different versions of of Clayface, but uh, I think it'd be interesting. And then uh, I have a theory on Colin Farrell here, who is playing the Penguin in the new movie. 
Mm-hmm. I have a theory on Colin Farrell, which I shared with you in our chat. I don't know if you remember my theory, but Colin Farrell, a fine actor, a very good actor, in my opinion. Uh, not his first runaround in a superhero movie. He played Bullseye in the 2003 Daredevil movie starring Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Very forgettable. So if you forgot, it's fine. Very forgettable. Although the director's cut kind of kicks ass. It's rated R. It's, 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 it's very good. Um, but the theatrical cut, Colin Farrell as Bullseye, pretty terrible, pretty shitty, worthy of wiping my ass with that performance. <laughs> but my theory on Colin Farrell is... He wants to redeem himself in this genre of movies. Like he knows he fucked up with Bullseye back in 03. He knows he fucked up. So all the trailers I've seen with him as the penguin, he looks awesome. The energy he's bringing in those trailers. I love it. He pulls off the accents. It seems like he's trying to pull off like a New York accent, New Jersey accent. I, I, I buy it. He looks bought into it. I just, I think he's on a redemption tour where he wants to redeem himself in this genre of movies. He wants to be like, you know, I'm going to own this role. I'm going to own this penguin role. I'm going to redeem myself for being bad in the Daredevil movie. I I just think, I think he's going to kill it, Bryce. I think he's going to kill it. I'm down for it, man. I think I think that's a thing actors do. Like they they have a chip on their shoulder. They're just like athletes, man. They have a chip on their shoulder. That is like, true. I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate this role. I'm gonna redeem my. I'm gonna get revenge. Like and I think Colin Farrell is like you know what I fucked up last time. It was 20 years ago, but still I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna own this. And and the trailers he's owning it. He's owning it big time. And I I I just think he's gonna own it. So the Batman, I am hundred percent positive that movie's gonna be a banger. Uh, that movie's gonna be awesome, Bryce. We're we're counting down the days. That movie's gonna be awesome. Just under a month till that movie comes out. So uh just uh, yeah, that movie's gonna be awesome. Uh Bryce, the first trailer for Nope, the newest Jordan Peele movie, also came out during the Super Bowl. Uh We'll keep this brief. It gave us no insight on the movie. Uh, no. The movie comes out on July 22nd. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll please don't show me any more trailers because that was just God awful. The trailer offered I nothing. Don't even know what's going on. <laughs> trailer offered nothing. It just said like, Hey, Jordan Peele has a new movie. You're going to go see it. We know you're going to yeah, go see it. Right. So here's the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks studio. <laughs> so there you go. And then the first trailer for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the Amazon series, uh, also came out during the Super Bowl. Bryce looked awesome. It looked awesome, but I have to say, I hate being this guy because I'm. Oh come on! No, no, I hate being this guy because I'm usually optimistic about <laughs> stuff like this. I have a bad feeling in the back of my head in the back of my mind that it could fall short of expectations. The trailer looked great. It, there was nothing wrong with the trailer. It looked great, but I just have, I don't know. So, I don't know okay. Explain it. I, okay. I will echo you on this. I will humor you for a moment. 
I have a problem with movies being turned into television shows. It is very tough to make that work. Like Hannibal. That worked. Hannibal worked. That freaking worked. Star Wars works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Marvel works. Mm-hmm. Okay. My only thing is Amazon. Okay, let's be honest. Amazon streaming service is shoddy at best. It let's just be honest. Probably like fifth in line. Their selection is very limited. Mm. Do they have some some decent movies on there? Yes. Yeah. But it's not consistent. No. I trust me, Amazon Prime is not the first streaming service I'm clamoring to get on. <laughs> Although <laughs> I probably will check out Reacher. I heard it was good. I might check that out. My dad's been watching it. Does he say it's good? He likes it. Do you trust your dad's judgment? I trust my dad's judgment. For the most part. Okay. Fair on, enough. On fair enough. Reason. Yeah. Fair enough. But I, 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 there is a slight bit of doubt. They've just invested so much money. If it sucks, they're going to lose big time on this. Oh my God. I mean, we talked about, we talked about past, the how much money yeah. they spent on the show. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. The trailer looked good. I have no reason to believe the show will suck, but it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's never know. Yeah. Maybe it's the amount of money they spent on it where I'm just like, um, maybe it's not, I don't know. I hope it's good as a Lord of the Rings fan. I hope it's, I hope it's awesome, but we'll see. Absolutely. Then the final bit of news, the Oscars are allowing fans to vote for the very movie of 2021. Let me just tell you, I'll just say it right now, breaking news. I will not be having Oscars pods this year. Uh, Number one, because most of the movies that are nominated, and especially in the acting categories, I've never heard of. I've never heard of them until they were announced as nominees. So I'm not going to talk about shit that I have no clue what it is or who's in it. Or whatever the hell. So I'm not going to be... And also the Academy just... uh, Yeah, they just suck. But Bryce, they're allowing fans to vote for their favorite movie of 2021. Here's all I'm saying to you. They've done this to themselves. (laughs) It's going to be the Snyder Cut or it's going to be Spider-Man and they are going to have to pay the price and it's going to be beautiful. I want them to go up there and announce and I want them to say his name. <laughs> I want Joss Whedon. I want Joss Whedon to say his name. I want Warner Brothers executives on stage and I want to see them smile through pain as Zack Snyder comes up and accepts his fan award. <laughs> Zach, I, and people are like, how, they're like, oh, how do you guys know that Zack Snyder's Justice League's going to... I'll tell you why. He's been trending. Twitter loves this movie. On this Twitter. movie, I mean, Bryce, two days, this movie hours. is awesome. It's awesome. It's going to be heavily featured on our comic book movie, Bonanza Pod. The rewatch uh, was even better. The rewatch was 
awesome. It's a four hour movie. We've seen it twice. I don't care. I don't care. That doesn't tell you how good it is. I don't know what will. I I, I don't care that it's four hours. I I could care less. Me neither. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Zach, how many times have I, have I just randomly said to you at work? Oh, look, Zack Snyder's trending. At least a dozen. That tells you the love we have for this movie and Warner brothers refuses to acknowledge it. They refuse to IMAX release it. They refuse to give them the keys to the DCEU kingdom. Yep. And it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. Uh, I know Zach, I know me and you, we've talked about this. If it ever comes to IMAX, we're there. Oh, I'm there. The second it comes out, the second period. I'm there. Second it comes out. Yeah. I'm there. Uh, I mean, I pre-ordered this steelbook, Bryce. Pre-ordered it. So, right. It is definitely in the top five superhero movies of all time in my, in my rankings. Um. So yeah, the Oscars they've they've done this to themselves. And finally, you live, Bryce, you live with your own failure. The Bryce Shaddy Memorial, please miss me award. I'll start off if you don't mind. Mm, please. So the Oscars announced their hosts. <laughs> okay. One of the hosts I'd never heard of. The other host, Wanda Sykes. Fine. Uh, She's funny. I enjoy Wanda Sykes. The third host. Miss Amy Schumer. Okay. Haven't been... Hasn't been relevant since 2016. Uh, somehow landed a co-hosting job with the Oscars this year. For comedy, I guess. Bryce, you can absolutely miss me <laughs> with Amy Schumer co-hosting the Oscars. Not funny, in my opinion. <laughs> a bad actress. <laughs> Her movie Trainwreck was just that. I don't... <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, you got Chris Rock sitting right there. <laughs> if you have to, you can get Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, for God's sake. Just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. So, Bryce. Oh, my gosh. What's your, what's your miss, man? Uh, well, that was, that was very well said. Well, Zach, I, uh, I, I shared with you earlier, Paramount plus is making moves is making moves. The one thing that they just can't get off of though, they refuse to let it go. I understand why it's a mm-hmm. money maker. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you, I have not watched one of these movies in the franchise probably <laughs> since probably since the fourth one. And there's good reason why. But what do they do, Zach? I know where you're going with this. But what do they do? They continue to make movies. And not only this, they decide to make a new trilogy. (laughs) Yes, folks, I am talking about the Transformers franchise. I knew it. And Zach, you can absolutely (laughs) miss me with this new trilogy. For the love Uh, of God, please miss me. I don't even know the guy that's directing (laughs) it. I don't even know the guy who's starring in it. And I don't care. I I don't care. Dude, I knew. I knew you're missing. I knew it. I knew it, dude. Like when you, you texted me. 
you texted me not too long, like a couple hours before the pod. You were like, I've changed my miss me. And I was like, okay. And I went to Twitter and I updated my timeline and I saw the new Transformers trilogy was just greenlit. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Just that's the, that's the miss me. Please stop. Please put it in the hands of somebody that'll take care of it. That's the miss me. Just- <laughs> For the love of God. Once you get Mark Wahlberg in Transformers, it just, I, I, I tell you what, Mark Wahlberg staying on his career, staying on his career right there because of that. It's, it's not, there's great. not many, there's not it's, many. No, he's had a pretty good career, but, but that's, that's one of them. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, the Transformers trilogy. Uh, how many, there were five. There were five. See, you don't even know how many there were because they suck so bad. There were five. The first one was good. Second one was eh, and then the rest of them were asked. So, you know, first one was so awesome, dude. I just don't, yeah. I don't get how something digresses so hard. How many, how many, like, how many series do you look at and be like, dude, only one of them was good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not very many, dude. Not, Not very, very many. many. So, that's Bryce's miss me. I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, as much as I love mindless entertainment, and I like the Transformers franchise for the most part. Because you can just sit down and turn them on and you're like, I don't have to think about this. I can just enjoy the action and enjoy these characters, which are pretty cool. But a tri- another trilogy, probably uncalled for. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Bryce, let's get into the actual episode. Boba Fett, Chapter 7, In the Name of Honor, the finale. Uh, this episode was had a viewership 36% higher than the season two finale of the Mandalorian, which I found very interesting. Very, very interesting. It is interesting. I think it's, I think it's not because of the main character. I think it's because of all the hype around the characters. Yes. Here's what I will say. Okay. I I get the viewership and Zach, you, you, you can answer this after me. I would say season two finale, the Mandalorian was better than the season finale. Yes. Oh, and honestly, honestly, yes. Yeah, I would agree. And I don't think it's close. Honestly, it's not. It's not. I mean, you think about. Think about what happened in the season two finale. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, the caliber of character that showed up, you're just not getting that here um which is fine you don't need that every time but i just thought the numbers were surprising that it was that much higher i'm happy i'm happy that people are watching though i mean it it shows that they're trending in the right direction i'm very glad people are watching right if you can get people to watch this right oh and that's not even your best star wars show going right now you get them to watch anything you have us you uh, we're telling you you have our attention do not do not toy with our emotions anymore, please. I'm telling you, the numbers for Obi Wan Kenobi, the hype, oh the hype around that show. Oh, I don't say this lightly. It's going to be unprecedented. That's going to be the most. I'll put this. I'll put this in stone. That's going to be the most viewed show ever on Disney Plus ever. I think it could I think it could rival some of the I'm not gonna say staples of I'm not gonna say it's gonna be like 
more viewed than your higher numbers in like Breaking Bad or The Sopranos or something or Game of Thrones or something like that. Streaming wise, it's going to be up there. It could be the highest ever. And guess what? We're going to break it all down for you right here on Circle City Cinema. We absolutely are. We absolutely are. Every week. I think there's six episodes and then you bet your sweet ass we're going to be here. That's right. Breaking it down. (laughs) That's right. For me personally, Bryce, I attribute that viewership for this finale directly to Cad Bane. And the, that's and, fair. And the whole last episode, like the Grogu training scenes with Luke and, and the Ahsoka and Mando scenes, like that's all why. Oh, it was absolutely the characters, yes. but they know that's what's going to sell. Am I, am I, and am I going to simp for it? Absolutely. I'm mm. going to simp for that. I will simp all day. For characters. Yes. I mean, that's what Star Wars is. It's a a franchise built on characters. So, Yep, and I will sim for it. We will absolutely sim for it. Would you be down for season two of the show? We said at the top, there's no word on if there's going to be a season two, but would you be down for a season two? Yeah, sure. Sure, man. I I, I think there's some improvements to be made. Um, I think they need to clean up some of it. I don't know if Robert Rodriguez should return. I'll be honest with you. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally down for it. I, I'd be curious to see how Boba Fett transforms uh, Tatooine and, and, and his community and, and what that looks like and what other threats they might face out there in the universe. So yeah, I'm down for it. I'd be down for it too. Never going to say no to, well, I'll say no to some Star Wars show ideas, but I'll never say no to to this. I thought this show was really good. Uh, pretty good. Uh, then we have the Cobb Vant loose end, Bryce, at the end of this episode. Yes. Which, and it leads me to believe there will be a season two. Is it kind yes. of a weird loose end, though? It is kind of weird just because he's not like a... He's a minor character for sure. Right. That's kind of what I mean. Like, are we leading to something bigger? He's like barely a minor character, you know, like he was in right. two episodes, I think of Mando. Well, yeah. I mean, we love him though. Like we love him. Like, don't get us wrong. We have, yeah. we have, oh, yeah. we have big love for Cobb Vamp. It's just kind of an odd loose end. So, yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. So we'll see what happens with that. It might even lead into Mando three. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. Very possible. Very possible. Bryce, how do you think the show will be remembered in Star Wars lore? I I don't I think it'll be remembered as the Mando spinoff. That's what I think it'll be remembered as. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll also be remembered for having one of the coldest entrances we've ever seen in the Star yes. Wars universe. Yes. Um Honestly, probably a very pivotal moment in Star Wars lore. I would say so. With with the Grogu decision. That yeah. specifically right there, I think, changes a lot of things. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of things yet to be seen. Um, but as of right now, if we just go off what we've seen, him choosing not to train with Luke Skywalker <laughs> and become a student mm-hmm. in the, in the the school, I think that that's a big deal because again, they're trying to rope in. They've openly said this. They're trying to rope in um, the Amy Schumer reference, the train wreck. That is uh, the, the latest trilogy of films. 
Okay, so how does that? Where does the the uh, the the Ben Solo story pick up? Where does Grogu fit into all this? How does this all work? Yeah, I mean, my goodness, Zach, I think we're we're in for quite a larger universe here pretty soon. Yeah, and I think this this show did a good job of creating like a shared universe with the Star Wars shows that Disney has put out so far. Um. You know, the final season of Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, it did that with Ahsoka and and Cad Bane. And of course, it tied in with Mando. So I think it's done a good job of universe creating that, you know, the shared universe side. So it's done, a, it's done its job there. Uh, will you ever revisit this show? I don't The last think- three episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think as a whole uh, I'll ever revisit it. Like Clone Wars for sure, I'm gonna go back and watch again. Some at some point. Uh, Mando, I'll probably rewatch those before season three comes out. Rebels, I imagine I'll rewatch at some point in the future. But as for the whole show of this, probably not. Those episodes, yeah, yeah, I'll watch those. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the plot of this episode. First, uh, Grogu arrives on Tatooine with R2-D2. He has chosen, as Bryce hinted at, he chose the best guard tunic over Yoda's lightsaber. Not the choice I would have made personally. I definitely would have fucking picked Yoda's lightsaber and been like, let's fucking go, but that's just me. Bryce, your feelings on this decision by the writers, because... I feel like this is more of a hey, we're setting up Mando season three than a move to move this this plot along for this show. I wish it wasn't off screen. Yes. I, wish it, I wish the decision wasn't off screen just to add a little more depth to the show um, and show the, the struggle of the decision, because obviously he was torn when we left him. Uh, in the episode previously. Right. Uh, I wish we would have saw that instead of him just popping up like, oh, okay, well, that happened, apparently. Um, I'm I'm fine with it. You, you got to wow me. You got to wow mm-hmm. me at this point because it's a big decision. This is going to affect, this is going to impact, I mean, literally everything in the Star yep. Wars universe. It impacts literally everything. Yep. So you need to wow me with what comes next in the Grogu storyline. But at the same time, Zach, I mean, you kind of look at it and it's hard to imagine the Mandalorian, a Mandalorian season without a constant theme of Grogu. It is hard. I think, I think it's possible, but it's hard to imagine. I definitely think, I think it opens up so much more possibilities, but don't tie yourself down to this kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my thing with it. I agree. It's hard to, of course, it's hard to imagine Mando without, it's hard to imagine that show without Grogu. He was such a big element of that show, such a big character. But you make a case, Grogu is the most popular Star Wars character right now. You can make that case. Absolutely. Uh, My feelings on that decision by the writers, on some level, kind of lazy, kind of lazy to bring him back. Um, obviously I would have liked to have seen Grogu join the new Jedi order. I would have loved to have seen that, Would have loved to see 
you know, even if we didn't see it, I would just love to know that he's being trained by, by Luke. I would have Luke building up the new Jedi. I just would have loved to have seen that or at least known it was going on. Uh, but you know, like Bryce said, it's probably more of a Amanda season three thing. It's hard to, hard to imagine the Mandalorian without Grogu. So we'll, I, we'll see. We'll see the bigger consequences of that decision in, in season three of Mandalorian, which comes out around Christmas. I, I believe has been announced. Yes, yes. 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 We'll also be recapping those. Yes. Yes. And then we get Cad Bane confronting Boba, Fennec, and Mando in Tatooine. Cad Bane joined by the Pikes. Uh, he tells Boba that the Pikes had his Tuscan tribe wiped out, which uh, was news to us. And then they frame the biker gang for the crime. So the biker gang Boba has been hunting. It's all been a ruse. It was actually the Pikes that had them killed. The other crime families, Bryce, predictably. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Betray Boba Oh, Fett. that's weird. And they join the Pike Syndicate in this battle of Tatooine. Black Chrysanthemum badly, badly wounded. He's he's limping. It looks like his ankle is broken. It was we, I've, I, honestly, I think we thought he was dead. I don't know how he survived. After he got taken down. I don't know how he survived. I really don't. Uh, and the Gamorreans. Rest in peace to the Gamorrean guards. Uh, Dude, walked off a let off the cliff, man. Walked off a cliff. Um, OGs from episode six. Rip, rip to the loyal ones from from Return of the Jedi. OGs all the way back for him. All the way back to Jabba. Pulling out for him. They're 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 gone. Brutal, brutal death for them. (laughs) Not great. The Maris henchman. Makes an absolute fool of himself. <laughs> trying to negotiate with the Pikes. He tries to appeal to Boba and says, hey, look, man, I can... Basically, he's basically like, I went to college. I can negotiate. I'm smart. He's just trying to help, okay? I think He's just I, trying to help. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He had good intentions. It's fine. Still a schmuck. He should Still have read what Boba wrote down before he walked in, before he walked out there. Boba Boba had his Conor McGregor moment. You know, if you if you sure you've heard it, whether you know who Conor McGregor is or not, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize <laughs> to absolutely nobody. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's basically what Boba Fett said. He's like, uh, these are my turn, or this is what I would like to trade, or you know, these are my terms. Nothing. 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 You will and leave then, this planet. I am the Damio. <laughs> it's such a power move, dude. Power move. It's only it, it's literally only you and Mando, and you're yeah. still pulling that crap. And, and I absolutely <laughs> love it, dude. I, I love it. It was awesome. Like they're literally pinned in a corner, like pinned in this abandoned. <laughs> you know, it's almost like the finale of Mando season one. Where yeah, like, yeah, it really is. Pinned, hopeless. The Moff Gideon's mercy. Right. Mando's been here, done that. Yeah. Boba's just like, fuck you. I'm not folding. (laughs) Take this L. (laughs) He sucked his ass. I I, I will say, here's what I will say. Some of the visuals in this episode were freaking awesome. Like when, when when it's Mando and Boba just running out, guns a blazing, back to back, just 
dropping dudes one shot. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is a heck of a visual, man. I would say they did a really good job with that and really showed how dope these bounty hunter guys are. They absolutely did that. Those shots in particular. I mean, you've, you've probably seen some of them folks on Twitter, just screenshots of Mando and Boba side by side fighting off these, these pikes, uh, awesome stuff. Um, so Mando and Boba use the mayor's schmuck as a diversion to attack the pikes, but they're soon heavily outnumbered. And then Freetown formerly, uh, Mos Mos Espa, which this is lazy. I, I think this is really hokey. Freetown, no one uses those words. Right, right. That, that's hokey. Most Pelgo, Most Pelgo. Oh, Most Pelgo. Sorry, Pelgo. Yes, Formerly Most Pelgo, uh, now Freetown, uh, and the Miss Cyborg Gang. Name. Yeah, I agree. Miss me on the name. Oh, the Thunderbirds, the Power Rangers, the Power yeah. Rangers. <laughs> the Teletubbies arrive. To assist Boba's oh, army in the not attack. great. We get some Scorpionic droids, which is the first time we've ever, to my knowledge, the first time we've ever seen Scorpionic droids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Basically, just bigger versions of the Droidicas, also known as destroyers. Which well, I let me. The first time on. we saw these were in episode three. We gotta put. We gotta pause and talk about Droidicas for a minute. Badass. Yes. Two things. One, they're annoying in the movies. Yeah. Number two, annoying as heck in Star Wars Battlefront. Boy, dude, if I got a key, oh my gosh. Annoying in Lego Star Wars, too. Dude, dude, droidicas have got to be one of the most annoying droids. Probably the most annoying droid. Because it's like, like, you think about everything, dude. Yes, because it's like, man, I got to take the shield down and then I got to. It takes like forever to kill them itself. It's just, dude, I just be forced throwing them into a wall or something, <laughs> dude. I, I'm, not, I'm not playing this game. I'd be like Indiana Jones, you know. <laughs> with a, I'm not doing this sword fight. Screw that, dude. I'm shooting you. Sword fight. How about that? How about yeah. this? Yeah. So the Scorpionic droids, I thought were really cool. Uh, pretty good CGI. They cool. I feel like they spent a little too long on this. It did seem like they spent a long time. It took a long time for them to take them out. Really long time. And it's kind of lame that the dark dark saber didn't work against the shields. Miss me on that, please. Yeah, I I agree. Okay, I feel like when he pulled out the dark saber, that should have been like okay. It diminishes its power. Yeah, I agree. Like you, you spent all this time to hype up this dark saber. No, I agree. Spend an entire segment on him learning how to wield this thing, and then when he needs it the most, he can't use it. Good, I, good one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Especially the power we see the Darksaber wield in the Clone Wars and, and the Mandalorian. I think it kind of downplays its power, yeah. but whatever. Whatever. To Bryce's point, the Droidica's annoying. Scorpion X, also annoying. Boba arrives on the fucking Rancor. <laughs> the Rancor. The MVP of this episode, Bryce. I think undoubtedly. As advertised, baby. The MVP of this episode. Riding that thing like a trusty steed, boy. <laughs> we, hadn't, we hadn't seen it in like three weeks. We hadn't seen the Rancor 
Oh man. Is it Trejo just getting me? it ready? Was it just me or has the thing has it grown? It seemed Dude. like it had grown a lot. When it ate a guy. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. It's back, baby. Oh my gosh. It's back. Oh. It's back. It was freaking awesome. It's back. Uh, Groku, Grogu takes out a Scorpionek by himself and saves Mando's life. Yeah, man. Using the training, baby. Using the training. Looking good. Yes. Looking yes. sharp. Using his Jedi training to his advantage. Boba and Cad Bane have one final showdown. It's pretty epic. They, I thought uh, it was good dialogue, too. Yeah, I was just going to say some great shit talking. Cad Bane brings up Django a little bit. Uh, tells Boba he's getting soft in his old age. And yeah, Boba's well, like, we all this. do. That's right. Yeah. And Bane, Cad Bane gets the upper hand. Looks like Boba's going to die. And Boba uses his Tuscan spear and impales Cad Bane and Cad Bane dies. So are you buying that? Is he dead? Yeah. Yeah, I'm buying that. He's dead. Really? Yeah. I've heard a theory. Mm. I've heard a theory that the fra- the flashing red light on his chest is a distress signal to I don't I don't recall the character's name. Wow. But it's like helper comes and saves him. Really? I've heard that. I didn't see that. See, I'm there thinking was, he's there dead. was well, there was a it, up on his chest. Not yeah, middle, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was yeah. that red flashing light. I don't know how true. I don't know if there's any validity to that whatsoever. So I don't quote me on that. But there is a theory that he could be could be dead or, or could be alive. And honestly, honestly, Zach, I'm kind of hoping he is. The reason we why didn't get is, enough, we didn't get enough of it, right? And, and I know, like, okay, well, you did get enough. Go watch Clone Wars and, and Bad Batch and all that good stuff. Okay, fine, 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 fine. But you just you just spent a whole bunch of money to bring him into live action, right? You bring back the voice actor for it, and this is we get two two episodes, mm-hmm. two and a half. Well, like, really, like two, yeah, not even two and a half or one and a half. Not even one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I kind of want more. Maybe, maybe we see him in Kenobi. Yeah, there's a chance, I guess. I, mean, I think there's, I think there's a real, a real shot for that. There is a real shot. I think you that. have to put everything on the table for any Star Wars show that they're going to put forth from here on out. I think you do too, and that's the thing with the shared universe thing. Like, I think they've. That's what this episode's purpose. That's what this show's purpose was, was just expanding this universe, making it shared, like Bad Batch and Mando season two both came out last year. I think, right? Um, I think so. And then they both so. and then they involved both of those series in this show with, with Cad Bane from Bad Batch and of course Mando from his own show. And Ahsoka mm. and Grogu. So I think this show more than anything was just trying to build that shared universe among these Star Wars shows. And and it, if that was the case, mission accomplished, because it definitely did that. It definitely did that. I think Cad Bane is dead. I think 
his arc is done. He had a great arc, one of the great characters. One of the great characters in, in Star Wars lore. I think it's fair to say. Mm. Just his I mean he's his awesome, arc. dude. I I he's am always good. Any literally any show that has a great arc on a bounty hunter, I am just enamored with. Mm-hmm. I'm enamored with. Like, I mean, uh, like I view the Punisher as almost like a bounty hunter. Absolutely. And I absolutely love that. I think, I mean, other people loved it too, but I just, I am so enamored with, with bounty hunters, man. I think it's fascinating. I want to know why, how they get into this. Why are you doing this and their methods and their relentlessness? I, oh man, it's so, I would take a Cad Bane show. Yes. And I think that's why to that point, Bryce, I think that's why so many people were so enamored with the Mandalorian when it first came out. Was because it was freaking awesome, dude. Boba Fett, and it all goes back to Boba Fett in the original trilogy. Boba Fett was this quiet guy who didn't say anything. He just went and and he was the guy who killed Han Solo, and everybody was like, "This guy's a badass. He means business." And from then on, it went like it went on. Like Boba Fett was included in the prequels. He was included in 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 the Clone Wars. And then I think he is the reason the Mandalorians as, as a star Wars race, as a species have like this, this cult following almost like Boba Fett is the reason. And now Mando is just carrying on that legacy. Let me throw this at you. Would you be down for this? Okay. If they continue the book of Boba Fett, Right under that name. Since this is called the Book of Boba Fett, what if we didn't? What if they did an entire season on Boba Fett as a child? Oh, going with Jango Fett on mission. Yes. I don't know how you make that work. Obviously, we would have to accept some things as fans, like yes, you know, like I don't. I, I think it'd be kind of cool. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I think it would be cool. We really didn't see, we really don't know what other than Boba and the Clone Wars, you know, going to prison. We really, I mean, there's a gap there. There's a gap there from Attack of the Clones. Uh, I think it, I think it could be kind of interesting actually to kind of explore that. Maybe not a whole season, but some things here and there. Maybe an episode arc, a couple episodes. I think it would be, I think it'd be interesting. I think it's something that they should explore. I'd watch the hell out of it. I mean, Django's story, they had a couple comic issues a couple years ago, but it didn't really like flesh out his whole, his whole story. There's so many kids. That's the thing with Star Wars. There's so many characters who are cool and you only get them in like, like these little like tablespoons. Like you don't, you don't get them full on like these other characters you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. So, I think Django Fett's one of those. Like he was in episode two, yeah, for like ten minutes. He was in all the marketing, and then he died, and then that was like it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you. I'd like to see like two or three episode arc on Boba and Django. Just Django showing his son the ropes. Like, yeah, baby. That'd be yeah, awesome. baby. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. 
I mean, Django Fett's death kind of diminishes how much of a badass he was because his death was so sudden and so fast. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, like, think about it. Hey, Zach, you're... you're it's what, also a old, testament to Mace Windu. Yes, but how old are we? How 24. old are we when... No, no, no. When, when Attack of the Clones Oh, dropped. I was five. Okay, so we probably didn't see it until later, right? No. Let's, yeah. say, let's say 10, okay? Imagine us, we're 10 years old, and we see a guy literally get decapitated. <laughs> Brutal. Stays with you, baby. You don't forget <laughs> that. Does. You no. don't forget that. That's probably the first decapitation that you've seen as probably. a child. Probably is. <laughs> probably is George Lucas doesn't give a shit <laughs> yeah you kids yeah well, guess what we still we still got a PG rating boy you like this head hitting the floor you like that you like that <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you on that sign me up for that if there is a season please. two give me a little arc of that I mean Jesus please uh and then the final scene, Grogu puts the Rancor to sleep after the Rancor kind of rampages the whole town after Freaking awesome. It like does its job, it vanquishes the enemy, and then it like attacks the town for no reason. And then Grogu. That was a weird I get where they were going with that. That was weird. I think it was just to set up Grogu's power. That's Probably. all it was. That but it was kind of a weird way to do that. Yeah, it was. It was. Nonetheless, it worked. Uh, yep. And then Fennec kills the Pikes and the Mare pretty brutally. The Mare gets hung from the ceiling. Massive L. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a new Mare of, of Mos Eisley, shall we say. Yeah. That's right. Brutal. Uh, you don't then, need that uh, speaking machine anymore. <laughs> no, you won't. No. No. Uh, Grogu and Mando fly off into Mando season three. And then there's a flash to Cobb Vanth in the back to tank. And then the episode, what we think is him. I confirmed it was him. Oh, you did. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Confirmed it was him. Which I'm down with again, kind of a weird loose end. Maybe he, maybe this is setting up a bigger, a bigger story arc for him. I, I don't I don't know. Um, could down, be Boba season it. two or it could be Mando season three. We don't. Know. I'm down for it though. Yeah, I'm down for it too. Timothy Oliphant, uh, I think too big of an actor to kill off. So yeah, and I, well, and and I don't know that Freetown needs a protector anymore. No, because I, I feel like Boba. So. You know, obviously you have Boba on your side. You can always fly back over there if you need to mm-hmm. do something. Right. Maybe, maybe there's a bigger, maybe there is a bigger storyline here. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see what show that leads into, but nevertheless, Cobbmanth alive and recovering in the back to tank. Yes. After his encounter with Cadman, uh, Bryce, our top five tonight, top five favorite star Wars projects produced by Disney. Okay. I want to start with number five here. I'll go first if you don't mind. Yeah. My number five, I'll go Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars okay. Rebels. Uh, I know you haven't seen it, but it's yeah. it's very good. It's on Disney Plus, obviously. Um, great characters, phenomenal characters. Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarrus, just two of them. Kanan is Ezra's Jedi Master. 
Uh, it continues Darth Maul's arc, which is always the quickest way to my heart as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> and it introduces Grand Admiral Thrawn, who was a major player in Star Wars books, which are now considered not canon. I still consider them canon because fuck Disney. But uh, Thrawn, canonically, officially introduced in Star Wars Rebels. So that's my number five. All right, my number five is Rogue One. Oh um, my God, is that low? Yeah, yeah, because wow. I just I I have some favorites, man. It's my list. Okay, okay, okay. all right. All Rogue right. One, number five. Uh, made this list because it's much different from any other Star Wars production that we've seen, um, especially with the ending. Yes. Right? I, I I can't I can't get over the ending of it. Dark. Um, dark but necessary for the common good also hopeful um, at the same time absolutely i mean it kicks off the entire thing right if if this this whole sequence doesn't have this entire movie doesn't happen you know we don't have the storyline that we we know and love no so right. i this is a very pivotal movie so um it's it's a five for me okay my number four is solo Solo. Oh, Solo made the list, huh? Solo made the list. Um, a massive financial failure. Massive. But a, a massive hit among fans. Which uh, we know, which we we think is a joke. It is a joke that it was a, a financial failure. I just think it was a weird release date. It was competing with like Deadpool 2 and Infinity War had come out like a month earlier. So Infinity War was still gaining... A lot of box office, so a weird release date for Solo, but and it was on the heels of Last Jedi, which had come out like six months before and was not very well received by fans. So I love I love Solo. Um, obviously, the Darth Maul cameo at the end uh, again, a quick way to my to winning my graces. But I thought Amelia Clark was great in this movie. I thought Alden Ehrenreich was great as Han Solo. So. And Paul Bettany was good as Dryden Voss. And obviously Woody Harrelson. So great movie. I liked it. What's your number? What, what you got for four? That was it. Or you My just did four. four. What's yeah, your number four? four? My number four. Mandalorian. My wow. Mandalorian is four. This is not going how I thought at all. Wow. Yeah, my Mandalorian is four. Um I mean, what, what else can you say about it? Honestly? I mean, the Mandalorian's awesome. Um, you know, going, stepping out into live action TV shows really hadn't been done, uh, up until that point. I think everyone was kind of on edge about how this was going to go. I think we were all still hurt from, from the trilogy, the latest, uh, cinematic mm-hmm. trilogy. So, um, we're all hopeful, but also like, and I don't know about this. And it hit. It absolutely hit. Um, so yeah, that's that's why it's on this list at four. My number three is Clone Wars season seven. Uh, an absolutely masterful finish. Uh, it was the last Clone Wars. The series was the last Star Wars property George Lucas had like created control over. So I bet he was very pleased with how the Clone Wars ended. Um, the final like four episodes, especially, were just 
Dave Filoni. I mean, my God, Chef's Kiss, man. That was that was awesome. So that's my, that's my number three. What's your number three, Bryce? You're not gonna like this at all, and I don't care. I really don't care. This is my list. I'll do what I want. I like it because it's unique. Mine is Clone Wars from Cartoon Network. Okay. I, okay. I, 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 I really like this. No, I like that. I, I like that show. I, I really, I think it gets overlooked um, because of what they did with Clone Wars after. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jendi, uh, Jendi, I don't even know how you say his name. The Russian American anime. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, he's done other stuff for Cartoon Network. Some of the greatest stuff, you know, Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack, Powerpuff Girls, all that good stuff, right? What he was able to do with that show in this. I watched it on Friday nights. Um, I don't mean, I, I kind of wish they did. They continued that. And I almost wish they didn't do Clone Wars the way they did. I understand it had to be done. And I understand the new Clone Wars is great. I'm all for it. Okay. I don't hate it, but I really enjoyed it. I, in fact, I went back on Disney. It was Plus awesome, I man. It. I watched it. Yeah, it, it was awesome. It was just, yeah. It's very, it's an unpopular opinion. Let me tell you though. It got a 7.8 on IMDb. It's too low. I'm just saying. It's too low, I, man. It's 7.8 for that. It, whatever you want to say about it. It's pretty freaking awesome. Yes. Yeah, just saying. I agree. It's That's great. Not it's not that long either. It only takes like two hours to watch all. No, no. I mean, there's a couple, there's a couple two hour uh, segments on Disney plus the way they have mm-hmm. it broken up, but I mean, easy watch, easy watch. I mean, it was like 30 minute hour um, episodes mm-hmm. when it was released on TV, but I absolutely love it. I agree. My number two is rogue one. Uh, what can I say about rogue one? That hasn't already be said, been said. Um, I mean, we've talked about it several times on this show. Yeah. Uh, Rogue One is going to turn six this year. Kind of hard to believe. Wow. Six. Um, one of the most iconic Darth Vader scenes. The end of this, the Darth Vader hallway scene. Uh, and like Bryce said, one of the great endings to a Star Wars movie. Uh, really, really dark really it, it leads directly into a new hope the original star wars movie so probably movie wise the best movie disney has produced since acquiring lucasfilm so that's probably i would true. say it's hands down the best bryce your number two number two um empire strikes back i don't know if this is how the, the list is supposed to go but that's how i'm doing this okay i'm going with empire there um i mean what more can you say about that one of the biggest cinematic reveals in history yada 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 goes on and on and on it's freaking awesome i don't know if that's what you were going for on this list but that's what i did i'll take it i'll take it uh my number one is the mandalorian the mandalorian uh launched disney plus more or less what can i say about the mandalorian that hasn't already been said um was the launching pad for this show that we're talking about. Book of Boba Fett. Brought Ahsoka Tano into live action. Um, brought another member of Yoda's species 
into live action, um, expanded the bounty hunter culture in Star Wars to an extent that I don't even think George Lucas thought was was possible. So, The Mandalorian is my number one Disney produced Star Wars project. Bryce, what's your number one? Uh, my number one, I, I got some from from all from all eras here, right? My number one's Revenge of the Sith, uh, the one that capped it all in the original trilogy. There, my favorite Star Wars uh, movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of people's favorite, um, unless you know, if you're if you're our age, it's probably your favorite. If you're not our age, if you're older, it's probably not. I understand why. That's fine. Totally understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. That is my all-time favorite production in the Star Wars universe. An amazing uh, 4K film. An amazing. 4K I believe film. that. I believe that. I mean, and the thing is with the with the Star Wars production, right? Uh, we're looking forward to Kenobi. We're looking forward to Ahsoka. Um, I know there's been other projects that's been confirmed. Um, I don't remember yes. off the top of my head, but Andor. we are going to get them. Yeah, Andor, right? Which I think is, uh, I don't know about that one. We'll see. I'll be straight. I'll, I, they already have me. I'm going to watch it. Oh. If it sucks, it sucks. We'll let you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome. That's our top five for the week. That's top five for the week. And that wraps up our Boba Fett reviews. Um, what a ride. Bittersweet. We did seven weeks of this, believe it or not. And it was awesome. And we're going to do it again in May for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which, you know, you heard my prediction is going to be the biggest awesome. streaming show of 2022. Um, it's gonna, I think it's going to break all kinds of records. Streaming. Think about this. Think about this, Zach. Think about this. I don't think people are ready for how, how many people are going to be watching that show. I want you to think about the streaming landscape as a whole for a second. We're getting the end of Ozark this year. We're getting Kenobi. We're getting Mando season three. We're getting Stranger Things season four. Whatever else, you know, HBO is putting out. I know U4 is going to wrap up. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. 2022, we're getting the Halo show next month. Yep. My gosh. It doesn't stop, man. Oh, my It doesn't Lord. stop, Bryce. It doesn't stop. Oh, my Lord. It doesn't stop. But I'll tell you what, guys. If you turn into Cir- Circle City Cinema, we're going to tell you when we watch these things. And you're going to hear it, whether it's good or not. You're going to be covered um, on, all, on all fronts of movies and TV. So don't worry about that. Some running hook plugs. Linsanity is back this week discussing the Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams. Oh, 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 what a game yes, it was. Yes, yes. Good game. Good game. Excellent game. I think the right team won at the end of the day. Probably. Joe Burrow will be back. He'll be fine. Be. Good season. Joseph, Joe Shiesty will be back. Joe Shiesty, baby. Uh, on cinema, the last duel, which me and Bryce are planning on doing, recording on that on, on Monday nights. It's been the lookout for that. Uh, in the future, I have a Spider-Man No Way Home review planned. I have a Dune review planned. 
Mr. Ogle, Mr. Ogle, Mr. Ogle joins his anticipated return to, to the <laughs> to cinema. C, to triple C, baby. <laughs> Turning the triple C. And then the comic book movie extravaganza with me and Bryce and probably Alex Burr. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Going over all everything you could imagine. Oh my gosh, my brain is going to hurt. So that bad. is going to be awesome regarding comic book movies and the power hour had an episode last week, the trade deadline bonanza with Alex and Caleb. Check that out. A lot of, a lot of movement, especially with our pacers. Yeah. Trade deadline. That's actually going to watch them now. So that's a good sign. I am going to rekindle my love affair with, with they do it to us every time, Zach, the Colts and the pacers, they have a hold on us. Like no one else does. It's, I gotta watch. I gotta watch Tyrese, man. I gotta watch Halliburton. I gotta watch him. Um, Bryce, I want to thank you for joining me on this Boba Fett journey. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, man. I can't wait for Kenobi. Kenobi will be. Oh man, Kenobi will be awesome. I'll see you Monday for the last duel. Yes, folks. Listen to the Super Bowl review with Caleb and Bryce on Linsanity. And as always, folks, thank you very much. Listening. Mm-hmm.